0: Folks, it's
1: showtime. What's up guys welcome back to Masters of the Cinematic Universe's Masterclass series We're still in the MCU We just finished Iron Man 2 and now we're about to go to uh, The introduction of what I must say is one of my uh, My favorite Marvel heroes altogether. Um, I mean he's not Gambit but he's pretty fucking close And that's a Mr. Thor.
0: Yeah, man. End of uh, Iron Man 2. We just got our hammers teased. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember the, the time gap between these movies. I'm, I'm sure we had to wait a little while, but eventually we got Thor. We got the handsomest motherfucker alive, yeah. um, yet somehow they made him hard to look at for two hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that hair was pretty bad.
0: So... Th- <laughs> We don't do a lot of behind the scenes for these master uh, look at the MCU episodes, but I do know this, Kevin Feige regrets very little about the choices he made in the MCU because he's built what's become arguably the largest and most important movie studio today. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one thing he regrets above all else was the choice to dye Chris Hemsworth his eyebrows blonde In this movie because it just looks it absolutely insane right it it's it's it it took me out of this movie
2: if you've watched peacemaker right peacemaker's dad augie has no eyebrows either yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) it is you know
2: because any you do any anybody that like no eyebrows is such an uncomfortable look like it's so hard to look at regardless of how good looking the person is and that's what happened here. They were so blonde you couldn't see him, and it was just weird. Yeah. Yep. It's
0: uh, we've got this extremely good looking dude. You know, hair and makeup, what do you think? What are we doing here? <laughs>
2: Meh.
0: Well, how about clear clear yeah, eyebrows? Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's exactly. kinda it's kinda weird.
0: Yeah. But anyway, Thor gets his own movie. And and again, fucking what a world. Like never would I have imagined Iron Man, fine, but Thor, like fucking Yeah. Nobody liked Thor because uh, Joe, you like Thor because of, Chris of Hemsworth. the MCU and, and yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. before this, Thor was the most wooden like tropey no, I mean, character that existed. Like the Shakespearean that's what
1: they right. do in the Viking society. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't, he more, good? wasn't he more
2: wasn't no, he more like we, what if Thor?
0: Kind of, yeah or like My, uh, i don't
2: mean about the party but like the just the the overacting yeah, yeah. i don't know i, I don't I'm know just i always liked the, like Thor. i, no I was always
1: a fan because I, I did like the you know the viking mythology also so like the norse mythology is kind of like cool for me
0: yeah thor thor yeah. comic book thor went from very boring to they did lean into some of that you know yeah like he's always hammered and Mm-hmm. There were elements of it. And then you yeah, got okay. um that made for TV movie with Lou Ferrigno's Hulk where Thor made an appearance and he right. was just a dude in fur that drank yeah. a lot. Was like, <laughs> I mean,
1: how do you not like Thor? He drinks a lot, he's dumb, he does whatever he wants, <laughs> he's self entitled. I don't know, Eric, does that does that <laughs> He's blonde? <does> that describes <laughs> someone we know. No. He's got big ass <laughs> muscles.
2: <laughs> well, alright, it's the the lime. <laughs> how do you not like but, Thor?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: can see why you relate to this character. My God. Exactly. Are you
1: mocking me? <laughs> but Thor, Wait, stop!
0: we'll, stop stop we'll, we'll, we'll dive right in. We'll dive right in. So <clears throat> we start with uh, these three scientists. We get Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman.
2: I got a good Natalie mm. Portman story, but go ahead. Oh, no, dog. Ooh. No, Not no, no. I, we'll get her to it. You keep airport. going. You keep going. <laughs>
0: so I'm at an airport.
2: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I, that's, that's the one I wish I would have been at the
0: airport for. Uh, me too, man. Yeah. She is one of my, my celebrity <laughs> crushes for sure. For um, sure. Natalie Portman. So uh, uh, we get Jane Foster, Natalie Portman. We get Eric Selvig. Is that correct pronunciation? Selvig.
1: Selvig. Selvig. Played Selvig?
0: by uh, one of Selvig. the scars, the elder scars guards, Stellan yeah, Skarsguard. Daddy Skarsgård. And uh, yeah. we get Darcy Lewis played by Kat Dennings and they are in the uh, New Mexico desert and they're studying this weird like phenomenon that's happening in the sky
1: phenomenon phenomenon <laughs> dun, 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 dun. phenomenon, phenomenon. Uh, so they're
0: they're scoping this out they're tracking this thing and all of a sudden this like lightning storm happens
1: something like a phenomenon <laughs>
0: And they drive towards it, and they hit a guy, and it turns out to be Thor. They described as a well-built and handsome blonde man.
1: Yeah, uh, and that my kind of guy.
0: That is true. Save the eyebrows. The eyebrows. If well, I'm mean, looking at Thor, and you're so a good-looking dude, but my god,
1: eyebrows either. <laughs> yeah, but it's they're kind visible. of the curse of being blonde. You know, when, you, when you're blonde, you don't really have eyebrows. I mean, yeah. I could
0: see they were going for, you know, a natural blonde look. This guy's blonde. He should have blonde eyebrows. Just didn't translate. Well,
2: I don't know. Like,
1: right. if I put a wig on, you couldn't tell the difference.
2: No, you're right. You're absolutely- oh, don't do that and because and I, and I don't know sword? if I could control myself, Joe. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah well, I mean, yeah. like,
1: I'm more endgame Thor. But- <laughs> Fat Thor. <laughs> Let's just call it what it
2: is. No, you're not.
1: Hey, Thor, new t- New boy 69 is back again. <laughs>
0: All right, so at this point, you know, it's a, a fun, quick way to start off the movie. And then we get the old trope of now I'm going to give you about 20 minutes of exposition yeah. uh, with a voiceover, no less. So we learned that there was a battle in 900 AD between the uh, frost giants of Jotunheim and the Asgardians. And the Asgardians fucking win. And they seize yeah, they the do. power casket and they return to their realm. Um, This is all being spoken, by the way, by Anthony Hopkins, of all Mm -hmm. fucking people. How they landed Anthony Hopkins for this movie, I have no idea.
1: Well, I mean, he's literally (laughs) one of, I mean, they're like, okay, so you get to be like the ultimate god.
2: I'm listening. The god
1: of all gods. Like, you're the one in charge.
2: Very (laughs) good. No, it was all about the money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know, but I mean, he's also got to stroke the ego a little bit.
0: Um, So he's playing Odin, the all-father. The, uh, like you said, the God of Gods. Um, basically, they they beat the Frost Giants. All is good. But that power casket that they won, we, we snap to intruders trying to steal it from secure rooms. Um, but it is protected by a large destroyer robot, which kills the intruders and saves the power casket. This thing is pretty cool looking. Um, yeah. The CGI is well done. Yeah, it's it's got a very neat kind of streamlined look to it.
1: Well, I mean, you did kind of miss out on the point that um, Odin's kind of like telling you know Thor and Loki that only one of them's ever going to be king. Oh, we'll and, get uh, there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. This this sets up the power dynamic of the family. Um, you know, he does tell both of his sons. Uh, energetic blonde good-looking eyebrowed Thor and the brooding dark-haired emo boy named Loki that they're both worthy this is important they're both worthy but only one of them can be king once he's uh, when he, he steps down from the throne and uh, it, when we fast forward to the future we find out that the pretty one is the one who's going to be king and and Emo Loki kind of has to stand in the background and brood about. Tom it.
1: Hiddleston's kind of pretty too, though. He is. He's a good-looking man. They're both handsome gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just in their own way.
0: <laughs> he's just uh a, a Tom Hiddleston has a, you know, more severe like 80s metal look to him, which is cool. This
1: he just could looks be your more thing. more British. <laughs> he does look very British. And less Australian. <laughs>
0: So we see that uh, destroyer robot kill the intruders, and we find out where the intruders came from. And Thor's pissed off about that. He wants to, you know, attack. And his dad says, "No, no, no, no! I forbid it." But you know, he's a headstrong guy, this Thor. So he gathers up his brother Loki, and his uh, close friends. Uh, we got Volstagg, played by Ray Stevenson. We got Fandral, played by Josh Dallas, and we got Hogan, played by. Tadanobu Asano, that was impressive. And Sif, Lady Sif, <laughs> played mm-hmm. by Jamie Alexander. How did I mess yeah. up the name Alexander and <laughs> not the name Tadanobu? I don't know. But uh, Lady Sif was was another uh, a character that appeared in a lot of Thor comics. It was very cool to see.
1: Yeah.
0: They uh, they ride out to the Bifrost Bridge portal. The Rainbow Bridge. Like, this is fucking <laughs> nuts
1: <to me. laughs> Doug, that's Mario Kart, in case you don't know what that is. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know what that is.
0: We just wanted to let you finish the whole, exactly. the whole song. Um, yeah, the Rainbow Bridge, although it does feature in Mario Kart, again, something from the comics that seems absurd to be yep. seeing in a movie. Uh, and yet, here we are. Uh... So we get to uh, Jodenheim after they cross the bridge and they're transported to, uh, you know, the frost giant's planet, which and is who frozen, opens the
1: the portal for them.
0: The handsomest gatekeeper in all the land. Hell yeah, Heimdall, played by Idris Elba.
1: Mm. Yeah, the Did fucking cast. Of this movie is. Ridiculous. I know, it's crazy. It's
0: and crazy. it and it does feel a shame too because like they don't give Idris Elba shit to do in this movie. <sighs> Not, no can you i stand know he was like,
2: used in all the movies to
0: be honest yeah with
1: you. can you just stand here and turn a key
2: yeah, yeah. exactly
0: it, it's a shame because uh, he's a fantastic actor but yeah his his job as the uh sort of gatekeeper or the guardian uh, is his official title is just to turn a sword and and teleport people he's like that irish guy from star trek
1: <laughs> oh colin meanie yeah, yeah. chief miles o'brien
0: Chief Miles O'Brien. That's all he does. Just gets the call. Yeah. So, so he sends them to the Frost Giants' planet. The whole crew, and uh, you know, it's a battle between them and the Frost Giants. This is your first little CGI fuck fest. Um, it has to be a CGI fuck fest because it's a Frost Giant. I mean, right. these things are. Yeah. You know. Um, you get to see Loki using his magic, which is fantastic. Uh, but he has an unusual reaction when he's touched by one of these frost giants. That's important because we find out uh, Loki is adopted. And, Show me
1: and, on the doll where the frost giant touched you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, being a, learning that Loki is adopted, it's, it's important to his character development. I mean, if he didn't already feel disconnected, you know, or cast out by his dad, this seals the deal. This guy is half frost giant, we learn. Um, Not not the dominantly genetic half, because he just looks like a dude.
1: Well, that's his magic. He actually is blue. He uses his magic to make himself look more like a human.
0: Yeah, but he's not big. I would think, you know, if if I was half frost giant, I'd want to at least be like NBA tall.
1: Well, yeah, but he didn't get that half. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He only got the blue half.
0: That's true. That's that's a letdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you see that little hint. Um. A huge beast comes out, and the the crew runs for their lives. Thor is able to kill the beast, but uh, once again, the team's surrounded and things look desperate. But who comes to save the day? Dad.
1: Big very, Daddy Odin. Yeah,
0: very relatable. This movie, like the kids get into trouble, and Dad's got to bail them out. Um. He sort of apologizes to the leader of the frost giants for this intrusion because he had brokered some peace with these people. And these kids were fucking it up as they're apt to do apt to do.
2: Oh, an annoying, annoying know-it-all guy has to jump in Loki's full frost giant. He was just a run to the litter. So Odin adopted him. Oh shit. Yeah. Doug coming in with the knowledge. Sorry, that's That's yeah. good. That's yeah. good.
0: Um, yeah that's that's actually uh that makes more sense although although less sense why i wonder if it's like
1: game of thrones rules where they took him in as like a ward like basically to like you know you know like where the the families like to keep the other families in check would take their one of their sons
0: well which movie is it where we get the the flashback to uh odin actually like protecting the baby
1: i thought it was this movie
0: is that in this movie? Okay. Could be, yeah. I thought so. Okay. I watched this movie last week and, uh, spoiler alert, I was hammered. <laughs> uh, okay. But, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so, again, Odin comes in, saves the day uh, because the the brokered piece of diplomacy has been broken. Um, yeah, they're not having it, man. And uh, they try to stab him. And he's got to take the kids back home and, and basically yell at them like, yo, fuck things up with my friends.
2: <laughs>
0: um, he lets the four friends go and he confronts Thor and Loki. He's furious that Thor has dragged Asgard back into war thoughtlessly. And uh, at that point decides, you know what? Fuck you. You're not fit to be king. We were going to have your coronation. We're going to have a big party. Uh, it's going to be symbolic and beautiful, but you are not ready. This is not how a leader axe. In fact, he goes further than that, and he strips him of his power, and banishes him to Earth. And he sends his hammer Mjolnir after him a few seconds later, saying that whosoever wields the hammer and is worthy of it shall have the power of Thor. So I knew it. <laughs> yes. Oh God, I can't wait till we get there. Um, so yeah, he's he's very disappointed in his kid and hopes to teach him a lesson um you have to earn this power you don't get to just fucking it's it's like uh you know the royals and shit you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth and blonde eyebrows on your head (laughs) uh so back on earth uh we cut back to our three scientists in the desert hitting thor with their van um He gets a little aggressive, and Darcy decides to uh, knock him out with a taser because remember, he's not as powerful as he thought he or he used to be. Uh, They load him into the van and take him to the hospital. And once again, he starts fighting as he wakes up, and he's eventually tranquilized. Uh, Eric tries to get Jane to leave him alone, saying he's some kind of insane person, but she sees those eyebrows, man.
1: yeah
2: Yeah. or doesn't see them or doesn't see yeah Mm. she
0: is attracted to the distinct lack of um you know brow expression
1: yeah
0: (laughs) and And apparently
1: he's okay with sand so it's cool
0: (laughs) the last guy i dated that fucking guy yeah so coarse and rough and irritating um (laughs) yeah she's she you see a little attraction start to develop To this mysterious, uh, very muscle-bound man, I wonder why. Um, They go back to the hospital, but Thor has escaped. As they drive off in the van, they hit the Asgardian man again and knock him out. This time, so dude's having a bad first day on Earth. Uh, Yeah, they
1: back. Is this where they back into him? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love it. Boom.
0: Um, Jane gives him some clothes that belong to her ex-boyfriend, which is. Yeah,
2: Didn't she it? likes the big guys, I guess. <laughs>
0: uh, after overhearing some locals discussing discussing a satellite crash fifty miles west, Thor decides to go there. Once again, Eric tries to get Jane to leave him alone. Thor walks around the town and gets tries to get a horse in a pet store.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that scene. <laughs> it is good.
0: And it, it, it's a great opportunity in this movie to do like the fish out of water stuff. That's mm-hmm. when it works really well.
1: I require a horse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when we when he's dogs. expecting things to work. Give me one big to enough doing. to ride. <laughs> yeah, man. Like that that shit is funny. I don't care who you are. And I think that's what sold the MCU on on continuing to use his characters. Like, yeah. man, this guy's really funny. Like, let's He lean is into probably that. the
1: funniest person in the MCU.
0: Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll give Paul Rudd a, a second place. I like his Ant-Man. is very funny as mm-hmm.
1: well. But yeah. He's pretty funny. And, and some of them, uh, Drax. Drax is really fucking funny oh, too. Oh,
2: yeah. He's yes. good. He's yeah. good. They are, the, they are the comedic trio.
1: Yeah. And they're some of my favorites. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that satellite crash was actually not a satellite at all. It was Thor's big old hammer.
1: And, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, when it's a big, hammer time. <laughs> yeah.
0: When a big hammer falls from the sky. People get curious, so there is a crowd around it. It almost feels like a religious thing, like uh, like a crying statue or a stained pane of glass. You know, people. I got, got the grilled,
1: whole
2: like grilled cheese. It, it,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> I got the whole like feeling of Excalibur and King Arthur like trying to pull the sword out of the stone. Yes, oh because yeah. they're trying. Yeah. They tie the truck to it and rips the bumper off and shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that that's exactly right, man. Like, you know, it's it's an oddity and it it does feel like that sword and stone thing i I'm pretty sure that's where they stole this from, <laughs> from yeah. So. Um, yeah we get our our Stanley cameo in this movie um as a local he's trying to to pull the hammer out with his pickup truck and fucks his truck up <laughs> but but soon the party's over. the government comes in, shield comes in, takes the site over. <clears throat> And they start taking jane's research notes and they take her computers like they just you know laying the big dick of the law on this thing mm-hmm. um, after dark jane and thor arrive on the scene now the crater is surrounded by guards and tents and like these temporary structures
2: the most impractically built structure <laughs> in the history of cinema like what the f- why the <laughs> yeah. fuck does it have to look like that it doesn't but it, it looks doesn't. cool
0: it doesn't you're right <laughs> um, Thor attacks, and Jane huddles in safety. He beats up a bunch of these uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and he gets to the hammer, but when he gets there, he can't lift it. Um, You know, this is the lesson that he has not learned yet. He's not worthy at this point. So the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents surround him and take him down, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to take this character down a peg i think that was the issue with giving this guy his own movie it's like this is marvel's superman how do we make him interesting how do we make him not come off like a dick and the trick was to strip him of his power and make him you know um give him a fish out of water story make him kind of funny and endearing and and a failure Um,
1: we are we're also introduced to another character here that's a becomes a pretty big role, person in MCU.
2: Yeah. Darcy.
1: Darcy. (laughs) Uh, Maybe a Mr. Clint Barton.
2: Mm. Oh, him.
0: So that little moment, right, where he's, they're talking about uh, the archer in his nest. Fuck. Come on, man. It's like, I know what you're doing, you sneaky (laughs) fucks.
1: And then you see him up there with the bow, like pulled back. Oh, but the last moment, it. he doesn't take the shot.
0: No. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Again, so much excitement. I was like, "Is
1: that Hawkeye? <laughs> <Huh. laughs> Why is he in purple?"
0: Yeah. Where's his Wolverine cowl? Where's the H <laughs> on his forehead? Yeah. <laughs> Unacceptable. Um. So back on Asgard, Asgard, if you will. As- um, Asperg? Asperger's. Oh wow. No. Wow. Uh, that was Joe. Don't blame that on no, me. I know that.
1: that that's actually Jeff Goldblum in Ragnarok when he goes, Where are you from again? Asperg?
0: No. Asperg. Oh God, Goldblum's so great in that movie.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that um, was Joe. That was Eric that said Asperger's. All I said was Asperg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I added the ers. Oh, and God.
1: I was I was quoting fucking uh the grand, the grand Master from Ragnarok. You fell into the trap, Eric. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, again, not my fault. It was like uh, you sprinkled some bait, and I took
1: it. Yeah, I'm a masturbator. Go away. You are a
0: masturbator. Uh, back on Asgard, Thor's four friends begin to suspect that Loki had something to do with Thor's banishment. Loki realizes he's not a pure Asgardian, and Odin admits Loki was taken from Jotunheim as an infant and raised as his own. Uh, Loki's confused and angry, and this all happens as Odin falls into a coma, which is called Odin sleep. I want to have
1: an Odin sleep. <laughs> I know, yeah, right?
0: I, three so beers great. in, I'm ready for a fucking Odin sleep, man. <laughs> uh, when this happened, Loki becomes acting king since he's the only one; he's the next in line. Uh, this is what he wanted all along. You know, he's he's got some sinister plans. This Loki. Uh, back on Earth, Agent Coulson, played by uh, the wonderful Clark Gregg, D- yep. does not get enough credit for this role.
2: Follow his yeah. Instagram; he's a real cool dude. Oh, is, is he? he? Okay, yeah. I'll check. He's heavy nice. into MMA. He's like a judo guy or jujitsu guy. Oh shit! And he's just—he's an interesting human. It's—he's fun to follow.
0: Cool. I'll check him out. Yeah. Yeah. Love him in in the MCU. I mean, he just.
1: Yep. Well, oh, just Shield all together The Agents of Shield was agents awesome. Agents of Shield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep
0: just a shield is a show that's it's kind of strange in that it they you get the feeling that it was kept at arm's length
2: from yeah it, yeah. it started it started more connected but then they made the decision conscious yeah. decision and then they just completely cut it yeah you know with little references and drops here and there but yeah
1: and uh starting march 16th all of the netflix shows daredevil jessica jones iron fist luke cage defenders punisher as well as agents of shield it's coming on disney plus yeah
2: disney's oh, putting man. their big boy pants on holy moly yeah, they,
1: they, so it was off netflix already because um i was yeah. watching it and then all of a sudden it was gone i was like what the fuck i'm
2: like yeah <laughs> <I> <laughs> also jessica so.
1: jones season two kind of sucks
2: it's not as good it's not as good they try to keep killgrave around but it didn't work and it, yeah. yeah i mean all it is
1: is like the one chick has a drug problem and yeah. Jessica's trying to figure out, like, her mom. And, like, I'm like, this right. season's boring as fuck. Yeah, I'm, wasn't. like, 11 episodes into it. I'm like, is it almost over? Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> good.
2: I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah, some of those, uh, it was, a uh, <sighs> Jessica it's, Jones, Luke Cage, season two was not as strong as season one.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. Um, yep. The worst part is, like, I was just coming off the Punisher, like, season <sighs> one. It was like, you get this fantastic season of Punisher into Jessica Jones season two. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. God damn! That show made me cry an awful lot. The punch. right, it Jeez. was so oh, good. <sighs> mm-hmm. That dude doesn't Berenthal doesn't Bernthal. get enough, yeah, credit. For yeah. That. Oh,
2: Berenthal's great. He's as great in anything he does. I love yeah. that man. He's another interesting dude to follow uh, on Instagram. he's like a man's uh, man. So. Lieberman, oh, yeah.
1: David, David Lieberman, the guy. I can't remember his real name, but the guy who played him, the the nerd CIA agent. Who? Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, him. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah he's funny like, man th-
1: those two played off each other as like the best like odd couple, right yeah, yeah. I know I know. Uh,
0: so Coulson is questioning Thor because he's now in custody basically uh, and when he leaves the room Loki appears and, and tells Thor that Odin is dead and he can't come back to Asgard uh, of course Thor's distraught and then Eric arrives to tell the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that Thor is Jane's ex-husband and it's under the influence of steroids <laughs> which is believable because homeboy is jacked um
1: this, this all checks out yeah. yeah
0: some somehow he has faked a driver's license so uh colson lets eric take thor who uh, grabs jane's notebook on the way out and then back in town eric takes thor out for a drink and the two uh really bond man they really yeah,
1: yeah.
2: it's that whole viking uh yeah, DNA.
0: exactly um, Eric gets hammered and Thor brings him back to, uh, Jane's trailer, uh, Thor and Jane go to a rooftop to gaze at the stars romantically. And that's oh, yeah. where Thor explains the nine realms and the Bifrost bridge and all of the mystical shit that, uh, that he's aware of. And she's not, um, she figures the bridge is the theoretical Einstein, Rosenbridge wormhole, which is a like real world explanation for a goofy comic book concept that yeah. I grew up with. Yes. And that was lovely. Like I, I loved that they worked that angle in like, mm-hmm. he's telling her all like, Oh yeah, there's, there's, a rainbow bridge and it takes you, you know, it's just like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Einstein Rosenbridge wormhole. Got it. You know, the teleportation yeah. is literally explained by science. It's wonderful. Um, Back on Asgard, Loki freezes Heimdall, which, yeah. poor Idris Elba, man. Like I know. <laughs> yeah. They finally gave him another scene. It's like,
2: Aah! frozen. He's like the punching bag in a lot of his appearances.
0: Um, Loki then meets uh, Loffy, It was Loki who let the Frost Giants into Asgard to try to retrieve the power casket earlier in the movie. This sneaky fuck. Yes. Uh, Loki is a trickster. He is the god of mischief and um, a full blown supervillain in the comic books. All of this, you know, all of his uh, motivations fueled by his jealousy of his brother. Um, so we now get this. I to
2: forget. Does, in the, does Loki know that Laffy is his dad? Probably not, I guess, but he is.
0: Yeah, I don't think he knows he that. He doesn't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um,. He makes a deal with Loffy that he will let them the frost giants come into asgard again to kill odin and have their casket back in return they will go home in peace uh, loki then commands the destroyer that badass robot thing we saw earlier to go to earth and kill thor so we learn that Loki is a real dickhead um yeah. this sets him up as a formidable villain later on in the mcu um But I will say Loki, we we talked in the last episode about Whiplash as a villain for uh, Tony Stark's Iron Man, very one-dimensional. Loki has the benefit of of being a a character that, you know, really has a complete arc in the MCU, you know, he starts as sort of one-dimensional and experiences real growth and eventually gets his own goddamn TV show where he's mm-hmm. the hero. So um they do a lot with this character. Even if it doesn't feel like it yet, we're going to work our way up to it.
2: And that's Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Yeah. He he made that happen, you know. Oh yeah. Range, so
0: he's he's very likable even as mm-hmm. the villain. You yeah. root, you root for this guy. Exactly.
2: You know. Yeah.
1: I, I will um, say um Oh, what makes ahead, Loki Jeff. so dangerous is the fact that Thor just keeps trusting him. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, if he's... Thor didn't trust him, he wouldn't be dangerous at all. He's trusting to
2: right. a fault. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, you know, it's a story about family, right? Like, the dysfunction. It's like, I'm not going to write you still my brother, you know? Oh. oh. You guys hear that?
1: Yeah. yeah it was what, what, is that sound like a guitar and a dog?
0: No, that's my printer. So, behind yeah. the scenes, this is behind the scenes Masters of the Cinematic Universe goodness pulling the curtain back. I tried to print these notes for these episodes eh, 4 hours ago or so. <laughs> and I got this little alert that said like, you know, error communication with your printer error. So I, you know, I said fuck it and I gave up on it and that it's shit just, just sprung to life <laughs> for no reason and it is now spitting out paper. Like it I think it's printing <laughs> I don't know, forty pages of, of, of notes. Yeah, of just nonsense. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna power through. So, uh, speaking of Loki, his last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry,
1: I just see her going in the no, Loki, <laughs> couldn't be better. He, he is the god of mischief. <laughs> ah, yeah.
0: uh, Loki, you motherfucker! Yeah, Come
2: exactly. Again.
1: Yeah, the ghost he goes. He sent the a destroyer to get you. I mean, it is a robot. Unplug that shit. <laughs> uh-uh.
0: I think it's finally done. It blew its last paper load. Oh, no. <laughs> Here we are. This has got to be fun to listen to in the car. So. Son of a bitch. All right. All right. God damn it. So anyway, uh, back on Earth, the Destroyer arrives in New Mexico in the desert and starts blasting everything with a heat ray. Uh, Thor and the three scientists attempt to get everyone away safely, and Thor confronts the Destroyer and asks Loki to leave the humans alone. Please, I like these guys. This Eric dude, he's real cool, man. Uh, You know, I'll I'll turn myself over. Just leave these humans alone. Um, Loki can see and hear what's going on from Asgard, by the way. The Destroyer gives Thor a vicious bitch slap. Yeah and sends sends him tumbling apparently dead jane runs to the body in tears you can tell she really likes this guy at this oh, point
2: yes uh he however smitten yeah
0: just that act the selfless act of protecting his friends proves him worthy to once again wield that big old hammer baby
1: see i need some led zeppelin that doesn't come until till later
0: Yeah, that's that's from the good Thor movie.
1: Yeah, the great Thor movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, So Mjolnir, the mystical hammer, frees itself from the crater and returns to Thor's hand, where he's restored to life. He's full of fucking vigor and power and big dick energy, and (laughs) once again, is fitted in his red cape and his armor and his you know his god clothes. He's you know. No longer, it's not Casual Friday no more, motherfucker. He's got a cape. He easily defeats the the Destroyer and uh, tries to return to Asgard, promising Jane he will return. On Asgard, the Frost Giants are invading through the portal. Uh, Heimdall obviously can't stop him. He's frozen. Lofi goes to Odin's bed, his chamber, and as he prepares to kill the Norse god, Loki kills Lofi. To appear to be the hero because again this is a sneaky bitch yep although frozen heimdall is conscious and manages to break free he brings thor back to asgard where thor flies quickly to fight the frost giants uh, loki goes to the bifrost portal and sets it up to destroy the ice planet of jodenheim thor tries to stop him and the two engage in combat thor immobilizes loki with mjolnir And starts to destroy the portal to stop the process. Smashing at the goddamn bridge itself. He's destroying the Rainbow Bridge. As everything crumbles, the two brothers fall into space. But Odin is there to hold Thor, who holds Loki's staff. Loki admits defeat and allows himself to fall off the disappearing Bifrost Bridge into the abyss. Um, Again, another trick. But you don't know that yet. Uh, all seems to go back to normal. Although Odin is a little bummed out about, like, my son's a dick. Yeah. yeah. Just,
1: but so, I'm cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> accepts no responsibility for this, by the way. You know? Yeah. It's just like, uh, oh, man.
1: That's what you, when you're in Asgard, you don't have to, like, you don't have to accept responsibility. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's he's the god of gods. You know, he didn't do anything wrong as far as parenting goes.
1: Yeah, when you got know? BDE, you don't got to apologize for shit.
0: <laughs> uh, Thor you is, should, but you don't. Yeah, you should. You should, but, but you, you don't. don't. Uh, Thor's upset because, you know, he's he's newly in love with this Jane girl. But uh, he's got no way to go back because he destroyed the, uh, the Rainbow Bridge. He destroyed the Einstein-Rosen Bridge. Um, Heimdall assures him that she's looking for him back on Earth. And sure enough, she's in the lab, she's got new equipment, she's trying to figure it out. And that is how Thor comes to a close. Of course, we get our MCU post-credit scene in which uh, Eric Selvig has been taken to a SHIELD facility where he meets our friend Nick Fury. Fury shows him an object in a briefcase and he says it could be a source of unlimited power. All of a sudden, Loki appears invisible to both of them and says, Well, I guess that's worth a look. Which Selvik repeats as to imply that he is under Loki's mystical control. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, what a cool place <laughs> to leave it. Bum, bum,
1: bum, bum, bum.
0: <laughs> and so that opens up. Uh, just these amazing possibilities for future stories. Like, oh my God, Loki's going to steal this object that's got unlimited power. We still don't know what it is. Or
1: but where it came potential from. Or why it is... was in an airplane at the bottom of the ocean.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. God damn are we going to get there. But not today. <laughs> today, we're going to bring Thor to a close. We're going to strike the goddamn hammer on this movie. Um, right out of the gate this is the first attempt at a Thor movie ever it is one of the first solo MCU films after Iron Man and Hulk how are we feeling about it in general
1: well uh, see, see I love Thor so much that <laughs> like it's going to like blind me to some of the parts of this movie that suck
0: sure sure
1: um, I think they did a cool job establishing the backstory about why they hate each other. Um, There was a lot of exposition that didn't need to be there. Um,
0: Ton of exposition, man. This movie is more of a love story
1: than I really needed. Also, didn't necessarily need the love story aspect as much. Uh, Seeing like, see, Thor. It's weird because like, what makes Thor so awesome is being the most powerful Avenger. So like, him being depowered for like. 60% of this movie or 70% of this movie, it really kind of took it away, but I did love the whole, I require a horse. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, remember this is an MCU rating scale.
0: Yes, Uh, yes, yes, yes. I
1: I can't, in good faith, though, give this a super high score, just because it's, it's not, like, comparatively to what's coming up, it's not great. It's not terrible, though. It's not you know, Iron. It's not. I'm not sorry. It's not an Incredible Hulk bad, and it's not even if, as I remember, Dark World bad. Mm. Um, uh, I I probably go with like a three point six on this, just because I really like Thor.
0: Okay, that's pretty high. That's pretty high. Mm-hmm. I would say they're they're. I give them some leeway because they're still finding their footing, not only with this character but with the MCU in general. There were some moments of levity that I really appreciated. Um, You got to see Chris Hemsworth. Um, You know, he he is a funny guy. And he brought a lot of his personality to this character. It was definitely way more Shakespearean than it will eventually be as it gets more refined. Because they were still locked into that, like, again, like that Superman thing. Like, here's the character. You got to do this.
1: Also, they didn't have Taika Waititi at this time.
0: Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're just, in this early MCU stuff, there's not as much creative, like, yeah. freedom. You know I what I mean? A
2: Shakespearean actor, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, the yeah. director. And he's a great director. Yeah. And he's a great yeah. actor, but he, he, you know, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I still think they were sort of confined by, like, okay, we're making a Thor movie. Like, you can't just do whatever you want. Whereas now, like, you know, especially with the Ragnarok, it was kind of like, well, the Thor thing's not working as well as we'd like. So, like, just do do something different. Like, just make it your own. And completely reinvented the wheel and made Thor, you know, one of the So best. much
1: fucking fun. Yeah. Likeable and, yeah, the whole bit. You know? Just like a spoiler warning. Outside of, like, in-game, Ragnarok's probably going to be my highest rated MCU movie. It'll be up there for me.
0: Oh yeah, it, it was. You know, that that's what I'm. That's what I'm driving at. Is that? Yeah. It it shows a bit of potential, but this movie is still so locked into being a thing, and uh, that thing is like fifty percent exposition. A lot of the Shakespearean stuff, uh, the eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever score this movie was going to get, subtract like 0. 0.5 for the fucking eyebrows. Yep. Yeah. Um, honestly thor i gotta go with like a 2.4 out of five on the mcu scale um actually make it a 2.3 there there's there's very few movies in the mcu i don't think any that i'm gonna rate below a two just because i'm a i'm what what you call a simp i guess (laughs) (laughs) for these movies um you know, I I tend to just get on my knees and blow them no matter what they are because, based on the fact that they exist at all, like it, it feels like a minor miracle. So, yeah, two point three is is one of the lowest scores I will give one of these movies. Um, and again, I don't hate it; I just don't love it.
2: Yep, I get it, I get it. Um, do you want me to start with my Natalie Portman story? Yes. Yeah, sure. All right. So back in the day. We had a place in, in Great Neck, New York. Nice. Town. Oh, Elod's hometown. Yeah, exactly. Haha. Ha. Um, I I went to the local ice cream shop and I I ordered a sundae. And I think it was something like it was vanilla, peanut butter and strawberry. It was like a weird combo, right? So that this is woman terrible. is next to me. She's next in line and, and she starts asking me about the combo of ice cream I ordered. And like she, she's hot. This woman's hot. So and you know, and again, it's me. So I'm very surprised that she's even saying hello. But you know, so so I'm, we're talking about the ice cream, and like I'm just, I'm getting vibes. I mean, I'm getting like super fucking vibes from this. And all of a sudden, this ten year old Natalie Portman walks up and grabs her and says, "Mommy, we gotta go." Oh my god! That whole There's thing a was world. a joke, guys. It was a fucking joke. Oh <laughs> no. I got blocked by Brooke Shields' mom, and I got mom blocked by Natalie Portman. Ah, oh, dudes. Whatever. I thought it was funny. I amused myself, so screw you all. All right? I give it a
1: 2.9. The only difference is if, if you would have ended up with her mom, then I'd have to feel awkward when I'm trying to date your stepdaughter.
2: <laughs> That's true. No, you have no shot. I wouldn't let you. No. Yeah, no. I'd introduce to I'm not Zach
1: Braff in a th- Garden State.
2: Yeah, right? So two point nine. That's that's. Oh, not sorry. It, any more time? That's it. Yeah, it's so you fall right in the middle of us. Two point nine. No. Yeah.
0: Like I said, so I give you such a good storyteller that. Yeah, you're such a good storyteller, storyteller that, a, I, a, that I. I've I,
2: always joked that I should be an actor because I. I yeah. I, I do that to my family all the time. I drive them nuts. But, um, no, for me, I mean, it, it's a good origin story, and it, but it falls into the traps of the typical origin story. They're trying, to, yeah. they're trying to build the exposition, but they do too much. And then in the end, the yeah. action's cool, and then it's done, and we move on to the next one. Yeah,
1: it's not that, a great that's movie. what
2: this was. So, yeah, I, 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 it wasn't quite as good for me as, as Iron Man 2, but it's not the worst one. So, yeah, 2.9.
1: Yeah, like yeah. I said, my score is purely because I love Thor. <laughs> that's the only right. reason it got a high score. Oh, look. Listen, when we
2: get to Captain America, it's good, that's going to be me. Like, yeah, and I'll
1: probably. I mean, Captain America. Honestly, I don't know, I, like, and the thing is, it what, is a good movie.
0: Yeah, it is. It
2: but is. what I just said about origin story is it a hundred percent true for Captain America: The First Adventure? But yeah. I'm gonna, I'll probably like ignore part of that because it's
1: got some boring parts to it for sure. No, it does. There's no question. Movie. I agree. It's still a I overall agree. good movie.
2: But yeah so so yeah that's that's the deal
0: i can respect that score yeah
2: i
1: which uh that is our next movie i believe
0: captain america yes. first avenger
1: it of is. the uh of the master class series yeah right
0: and then what what follows that that would be the
1: avengers 2012 <sighs> oh, yeah, oh first my god
0: one. right We're already avenging yeah holy shit yeah.
1: yep
2: All right. Well, well, I mean, they've laid it out with the major characters.
1: We're gonna take a huge
2: Shatari during that episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
0: Yeah. When we get when we get to the Avengers, that was just even that shot of all of them and they circle around like. Yes. I could I could have died
2: happy, guys. Like that. No, I know. That could have been it. And how many times is that that? seen been used in the subsequent movies. Oh, God, 500 In one times. form or another, and TV shows. Like, it's yep. been in all of them. So, yep, I'm looking forward to that one.
0: Hell yeah. Well, thanks again to our uh, sponsor, Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Also, MyCon, uh, March 26th in Orlando on iDrive. Come check it out. It is a convention. You will see cool shit all day long, including my booth, Art of Eric Pabone. You can buy all kind of shit to decorate your uh, nerdy home with. And then stick around, because guess what? All three of us in Orlando, Masters of the Cinematic Universe, live. You will get an hour of our faces talking nonsense at your face.
1: Yep, and the, the smallest awesome sticker. That is true
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is true you it's you tiny. are welcome to uh what has to be like an inch long sticker, <laughs> <laughs> yeah at best, so yes,
2: mistakes were made,
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, lessons and, uh, were learned
1: we also gotta give thanks to our patreons, which if you'd like to become one, you can go to patreon dot com backslash m o t c u
2: yeah, so We'll go through the list. We've got Hannah Christ, uh, Peter Bianco, Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks and Second Button Podcast. We've got Mister Will LeHue from uh, the Just Surprising Podcast. Joe and my co-host, we love very much. Mister Tony DeGraw from the Signal Path Podcast and the Boggled, the Texas State Boggle Champs.
1: Yeah, Oh, right, that, was good.
2: Uh, that is that <coughs> is a that is a King of the Hill. Uh, podcast and hosted by two very dedicated and and, and that was uh, a hard
1: a hard uh show to name because there's a million uh king of the hill podcast oh names i'm sure i'm
2: sure that was a good name though that's a good name so yeah joe and joe and tony host co-host that so give them a check out and uh, mr michael mcveigh thank you all so much
1: well guys it's come to that time of show where there's just one thing left to do Camera. Eyebrows. (laughs) Hey, guys. We've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going.
0: What are we, fucking PBS?
1: Oh, yeah. You know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. I'm hosting Jeopardy! (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> are you though? Listen, guys, we we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes.
2: And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different, real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh, depending on the
1: tier that you sign up for.
0: Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh yeah, you Back. can either be.
1: A friend it, of the show. A oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We could we start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already.
0: Oh, yeah. damn. And if you, uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not-safe-for-work picks if, if you want.
2: <laughs> not safe for your eyes, <laughs> picks in my case. but
0: Not safe for anything,
1: never. picks. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering lots of cool uh swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh talk about
2: yeah the tier started at a dollar a dollar a month come on what folks. that's it yep one buck to get in on that on that number one tier
1: and all with right. that you even get the live chat with us anytime you want as well as a shout out on every episode
2: right so, come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month.
0: Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com M-O-T-C-U.
1: And then enjoy this week's movie.